Hey guys, it's Selena, and this is the second of five episodes regarding anorexia nervosa. So just to recap, the last time we talked about the different types of eating disorders, the treatments of anorexia nervosa, symptoms, and others that we have known or that we know of that have suffered from anorexia nervosa and still do to this day. So we talked about more last time, but that was just a few things that I would like to mention again. This episode, I wanted to talk about the four perspectives that anorexia nervosa is in a way involved in. There are four when it comes to psychiatric disorders, um, but anorexia nervosa is involved in three of them. There's the disease perspective, the dimensional perspective, the behavioral perspective, and the life story perspective. Now, when it does come to the disease perspective, this more talks about when someone has a damaged brain, like for example, post-stroke depression. There's not really a lot of evidence that come into play when dealing with anorexia nervosa. So this is one of the ones I said that we don't focus on. It's not part of anorexia nervosa. Instead, the ones that are focused on anorexia nervosa, it's the behavioral perspective, the life story perspective, and the dimensional perspective. It is said that when disorders are described to have a cardinal abnormality, it is considered to be part of the behavioral perspective. So this includes a lot of things, but anorexia nervosa is part of this one specifically. It would include self-starving, purging, other things like excessive alcohol consumption, um, something like dysfunctional sexual behavior, and honestly, there's a lot more. Um, so before anorexia nervosa was put into the behavioral perspective, it was considered to be an abnormal form of obsessive compulsive disorder, depression, or schizophrenia. It was part of, okay, so now that it's part of the behavioral perspective, it allows acceptance that there can be multiple paths a person can take that can lead them to self-starving. For example, it could be looking at someone they see on social media and they're like, wow, I want to look like that. So they stop eating breakfast. Now they're only eating lunch and dinner. They realize they're not losing a lot of weight, so now they'll only eat dinner. Or there's another way that they can um, work out multiple times a day and burn up all the calories they've been eating, plus some, which means they're losing more than they should be gaining. Now, going into the dimensional and life story perspective, this kind of works best when they are brought together. Like I talked about um, before, when anorexia nervosa was considered an abnormal form of OCD, in the dimensional perspective, that is where OCD comes into place. This tells us in the, okay, so in the dimensional perspective, it tells us that one or more personality traits go into an extreme that will either lead to problematic thinking and behavior, right? So this comes into the vulnerabilities of an anorexia nervosa individual. They're put into that dimensional perspective because this person will think with anorexia nervosa will think 
I need to look like this. I need to look perfect. So they'll have an extreme thought of perseverance, for example, that they'll just work on to get there. So honestly, knowing the type of thought that they have, like that they're thinking can help a clinician diagnose and proper treat the patient. So instead of focusing on those vulnerabilities, like I need to look this way, they'll focus on the strengths. Now the life story perspective kind of goes into how does a person deal with the situation that they're facing and how do they, how does their day, sorry, how does their day normally go? When it comes to a lot of anorexia nervosa cases, non-dieting sources of weight loss come into effect. Yes, they won't eat, but I'm talking about they will think it's totally normal to go to the gym five times a day. So they'll work out many times a day or honestly, they can work out for an abnormally long time or stay hours on hours on the treadmill or the elliptical or something like that. They, They kind of think like, it's normal. This is just how my day is. Um, I'll go to work, then I'll hit the gym, and then I'll run some errands and hit the gym. Something like that, honestly. When it comes to the life story perspective and the dimensional perspective, it's honestly easier to treat it once you bring those two perspectives together. Um, in that way, you can say, for example, we need to change up how your day is going like your schedule and your day and we can kind of change your thinking it'll both pretty much come into play going back to the behavioral perspective again this is where anorexia nervosa is pretty much classified in because of self-starving um there are different types i do want to emphasize on that there's different types of behavioral perspectives think about behavior right um but self-starving is one of the big ones that come into play for anorexia nervosa and purging um but self-starving is the biggest one um next episode we're going to talk about more things again recap on today we did talk about the four different um type the sorry the four different perspectives that come into play around um, psychiatric disorders. So this is the disease perspective, which we decided it's not part of it because there's no evidence. The dimensional perspective, the life story perspective, which come into play together. And lastly, the behavioral perspective, which is where self-starving is classified on its own. I will see you guys for next episode. Have a great day.